I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I command you, unclean spirit, whoever you are with all your minions, now attacking the servant of God, did you tell me my son sign your name? My name is Legion. Legion. Picture this. Brookfield, Connecticut, November 24th, 1981. I don't know what it looks like. I can't picture it. Oh, it doesn't help. There's like <laughs> a gaggle outside the window. Bird, birds having a good time. <laughs> right. Hello, you're listening to Weird Tales and the Unexplainable. This is me, Bob Shoy, and uh, with me, as always, I was going to say that it's not always, but no, it basically is, we just haven't done it in so always. long. Yeah. I feel like the show's been running without us, and I had to, but it hasn't. No. We're back uh, again. We said that last time, two months ago. Guess who's back? We're back again. Hello, friend. Uh, I should really, uh, I need to start the introductions again. This is Bob Shoy, with me, as always, <laughs> is Beef. Hello. And Tiss. Hey. And um, should we just get straight into the meat of the show? Yeah, no, we, never, we never... I yeah, can't bother to waffle. Hey, this is Bob. I'm just going to jump in right at the start of this episode uh, to let you know that there is going to be a little bit of background noise throughout this one. You can hear some birds singing, you can hear a few dogs barking, and you can even hear Tiss's dad watering the plants later on because we were recording this right at the end of a very warm summer's day. Um, it's nothing too major. I just thought I'd give you a warning. Anyway, back to the episode. I hope you enjoy. Yeah. All right. Okay. So tonight, <laughs> tonight's topic. What are you expecting? I think it's going to be ghost occurrences. Either we're going back to the Warrens, <laughs> right, or something like the Warrens, right? Okay. You're taking this down another Warren that's not a Warren. Um, I'll tell you now. Yeah, it's the Warrens episode. It's been so long. It has been long. Yeah, I chose this because when I did my last Warrens episode, I was gonna do two cases, um, but only did one. And this is the other case I started. Yeah, that last case was much meatier than I thought when I started researching it. So this is the other case. Awesome. Um, So just remind me briefly, what was the last one? I should know, but I don't. uh, The last one we did was the haunting in Connecticut. And it was like the family that moved in, and there was like the weird stuff in the basement. Oh. Am I thinking of Amity Evil Horror? <laughs> <laughs> Should I check on the? Uh... It was it was caught in Connecticut, but I can't remember the uh, details of it, which isn't good. Was and we talked a lot about film. Was it yeah, the haunting. The there was a film called The Haunting of Connecticut. Okay. Um, and we talked about that story, and mm-hmm. we also talked about their 
the weird occurrence is at Union Cemetery, which is the cemetery that was near to them, and how oh. Ed saw a ghost there himself yeah, and tried to catch it on camera and stuff like that. I remember. So uh, now this is the reason I was going to do it with those two is because that was his graveyard near to him, which was supposed to be haunted. And haunting in Connecticut was obviously in Connecticut. Yeah. And I do you remember last time I had a map and it had three points on it. Yes. This is the other point. This is ah. the other one from Connecticut. This is like their other local case they had. Amazing. So tonight's case is sometimes referred to as the demon murder case. Oh, that sounds delightful. Or the devil made me do it case. The devil mm. made sounds me like do a cop it. out. Right. It does, doesn't it? So do you know anything? Have you heard of that before? No. No, I've not heard. I heard of a dude said the Matrix made him do it. The Matrix? Yeah, some guy gunned down loads of people in America and said the Matrix. I think he got off on like insanity charges, maybe. Because he was told if he told if he if he'd done it in that way, they he'd get away with it. Well not get away with it, you know. But Yeah, it's usually the go to, isn't it? For yeah. Serial killers just just say the devil made you do it. So you think this is a, a court case where he said the devil made me do it? Well, I don't know. Uh, you, I, you think that's what it's referring to, like it is a cop out or of a court case? someone murdered a load of people and in, instead of being possessed by a demon, he's possessed by the actual demon, the right. main demon, right? the big cheese. Well, this is that, this is what it is. It, is a, it was a, a murder that happened and it ended in a court case and his defence was that the devil made him do it. Okay. But it was the first... It was the first time anyone ever said that in a court of law, like, as their defence. Um, so we're going to delve into the story Amazing. surrounding that. So it's a little bit of demonic possession, a little bit awesome. of paranormal, uh, a little bit of Warrens. Taking us, taking us down a right Warren with this one, then. That's waiting for that. That's good. That's for that. Got that wasn't warranted. No one else can say it anymore. That wasn't no, warranted. No, you can't say it anymore. I can say my own warranted joke. Okay, so the overview of the case. Yeah. Picture this. Brookfield, Connecticut, November 24th, 1981. I don't know what it looks like. I can't picture it. Evening. In the 80s. Yeah. Okay. Perms rule the road. A place I've never been in a time I've never been. <laughs> in the evening. Picture this. A time of day I've never been. <laughs> um, 19-year-old Arnie Cheyenne Johnson walked up to his landlord, 40-year-old Alan Bono. Is that what Bono was named after, the guy from... <laughs> He walked up to his landlord, 40-year-old Alan Bono, and stabbed him multiple times with a pocket knife. Uh, Bono later died in hospital. Okay. Okay. Johnson claimed to have been possessed by a demon. He said, the devil made me do it. That was quote marks. Yeah. It was the first court case in the US to which the defence saw innocence based on the claims of demonic possession. That is mental. Innocence? Yeah. yeah. Not even like, just, we're going to send you somewhere, but not. No, I'm innocent. It wasn't me. We'll come to that later. This oh, is just the overview okay. of the case. I thought, I thought you said the first time someone was found. No, no, they sought innocence. That was their defence. Right, okay, okay. Well, because most people, excuse me, um, I'm not bored, just um, just yawning. Um, most people, when they sort of come out of a demonic possession, um, it's like dreaming or like sleepwalking. They can't remember what, they can't remember any of it. That's what he says, he can't remember anything. Yeah. Right, so I'll show you a picture of Arnie. <laughs> I'm going to turn around and see Mr. Muscle now. <laughs> so, that's Arnie Chan Johnson. So he's the guy that murdered yeah. Bono. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He looks like a serial killer, I'll be honest. I he actually think like he just him. seems like a normal guy. Wow. He sounds like a normal guy when you hear about him. He's a bit like a rugby player. Um, no, not when you hear him, when you hear about him. I've got no audio of him oh, actually talking. Have... No, no, no. Okay, so what I'm going to do is, like with the other Warren's cases, that's the overview. Now we're going to go through the case. 
step by step, right from the beginning, awesome. and uh, see what we think. So feel free to comment anytime. Okay. I was looking through my notes from old Warren's episodes to see how I normally did it, because I was like, it's been months. Like, it's been like half a year since I did a Warren's episode. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. But also, we're out of... Yeah, I haven't done these for... Just episodes time. in general, yeah. I can't even say words. Okay. So, let's go back one year before <laughs> the murder. Okay. Um, and we're going to do day by day from the year before. 365 yeah. little hints. Okay, day one. Now, it starts one year prior to the murder of Alan Bono with 11-year-old David Glatzel. Uh, he woke up He woke up screaming in the night on July the 3rd, 1980. Right. He described, and this is quotes from David, a man with big black eyes, a thin face with animal features and jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns and hoofs, who told him to beware. Okay, so this is the 11... 11-year-old 11 11 kid woke kid. up screaming in the night and that's what he is quoted to have said he saw. Beware. So a he man said beware. basically resembled like a goat-like... Yeah. Devilish creature. Goat devil, man, yeah. Told him to beware. Yeah. Um, David was, everyone says, was a good kid. Obviously, they always say that in these things. He's a really good kid. Um, but he didn't usually have nightmares. He didn't watch horror films, had no interest in that sort of thing. Um, he did wasn't a kid to like make up stories or have imaginary friends. He was just like a, a good, normal kid, basically. A garden variety kid. Yeah. Good, normal, good, normal kid. <laughs> Those until... kids make up in- <laughs> invisible friends. Those yeah. Those trouble makers. <laughs> Those liars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so after the incident, when he woke up screaming, after that night, uh, everyone said that he changed. His personality was different. Started um, listening to emo. Yeah. I don't know there was what emo bands around in 1981. Cure weren't uh, even around yet. Then, surely grunge was hitting it. Nirvana? Nirvana. Cure would have been like... No, Nirvana's 90s. Has it? It would, have been, the, it would have been the Cure, like, yeah. coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after the incident, he changed. Debbie Glatzel, David's sister, uh, she was engaged to a man, and she asked him to move in with the family for a while because everyone was kind of distressed, and he was sort of just like, uh, you know, like a manly man. He was, I think, he was a... Uh, tree surgeon something like that like a lumberjack something like that right so yeah david's sister's fiance moved in with the family and um david kind of got on with him anyway like that the guy liked david and sort of hung out of him this little kid and um that man's name was arnie chayan johnson ah so he moved in with the family he was engaged so he was the fiance that moved in yes he was the engaged of so david's sister what's the relation to this little kid Sister's boyfriend, sister's, sister's fiance. Ah. So David's older sister was engaged to Arnie Chan Johnson, who moved in with the family while they were going through this like kind of trauma. The trauma of the devil. The trauma, trauma of the David screaming in the night and saying he was seeing things and yeah, okay. all that stuff. It seems like a, um, yeah, it just seems like this kid needs to man up. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't scream in the night if some big horny well, we've all beast had nightmares. came nightmares. I've had nightmares, but I don't need someone to move in and like give me a cuddle. Okay, well the nightmare. Was there a father figure in the house? Was there a dad yeah. in there? Gross okay, balls, kid. The nightmares continued. Wait, I, I just want to see. I want to see Did how you much you're going to pop with it. We all had nightmares. Why had a nightmare? Transylvania. And I told you to pack it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're saying he needs to man up and deal with the nightmares? I don't know. It just seems. Um, no. You think I mean, so? It's just a nightmare. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've, I'm very aware that 
because it's happening it's, it's continually happening it's so not it's like, like the one time nightmare it's, it's happening like more and more frequently okay that's a bit yeah and it's really traumatising the family so Arnie moves in because they, they were like Arnie anyway um, but the nightmares continue with Arnie there and then David starts waking up with scratches bruises marks on his body David does mm-hmm. little kid yeah um, they, he's hearing noises coming from the attic classic scratching moving around up there they check it out nothing up there it's fine. Then the figure, this beast, starts to appear to him when he's awake, not just when he's asleep. Um, and then he described him, when he appeared when he was awake, he appeared differently. He appeared as, quote, an old man with a white beard dressed in a flannel shirt and jeans. But he would tell him that he wanted his soul. That's horrible. Mm. That's really horrible. So now, yeah, you now you can understand David's scared. Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's shit. Yeah, shit scared. Um, the mother claimed that she would see the son almost like just fall onto the bed like a rag doll. Like he'd lost control of his whole body and he would like move around on the bed. So I'm going to play a clip from an interview of Ed and Lorraine Warren okay. talking about this case. I feel a bit bad now. That poor kid went through some traumatic stuff. I just thought it was just one nightmare. Just man up, isn't it? Yeah, gross and balls. <laughs> gross and balls, kid. Uh, no. If anyone has is, nightmares, I feel for you. This is Tony Spira <laughs> again talking to Ed and Lorraine. Cool. Um, and I think they're talking about David in this clip, I think. A little 11 year old boy. Now, this 11 year old boy would become extremely strong. I've seen nights when it would take four and five men to hold him down. He would be ranting and raving, raving and uh, yelling. Uh, there was times when he would attack his mother. Now, this boy loved his mother. He loved his father. And uh, at one time, he actually broke the mother's nose, I believe. Arnie Johnson, who was a young man that was engaged to his, uh, his sister, Debbie, would help every night to control the boy. He'd come home from work as a landscaper, worked very hard, and uh, he'd have his supper, lay down. But then just around 11 o'clock was when this would occur to David. <clears throat> As Lorraine said, all of a sudden, you'd look at him. He was normal. The next second, it wasn't David anymore. And uh, this would go on until the sun came up. Uh, the boy would roll around. Uh, he would go into fits. Uh, I seen one time when he actually levitated, had extreme strength. Uh, terrible obscenities would come from them. So, that'll do for now. So that's just a, a description of some of the stuff going on in the house. That's Ed Warren. Yeah. Uh, you could hear Lorraine at the beginning and he was interrupting her, as usual, as he does in every Ed. clip. Every clip I ever see of Ed and Lorraine, yeah. she starts telling the story, he interrupts her. And, uh, Let the man do Starts it. telling himself, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Ed explaining some of the stuff that he saw. At the classic time. demon possession, really. Yeah. Um, I've seen that. I've seen uh, some guy, demon possessed, like skinny, skinny guy being held down by about eight men. I've seen that kind of thing. And it is a bit, it's, yeah, it's very disconcerting. Yeah, I've seen other interviews with him where they say like, because he's an 11-year-old kid and they say like, it says how strong he became yeah. in them times. Yeah. Very typical. But terrifying. So... Basically, you know, after a little while, there's only so long you can put up with this sort of thing. And the uh, Glatzville family had their house blessed by a priest, eventually. Got a priest in, come bless the house. 
And um, after that happened, the trouble increased mm. because probably just pissed off the demon, yeah. right? Yeah. If there's a demon. If it was the actual devil as well. Well, uh, there was more sounds that around the house. There was more dreams, more visions from David. Um, he also started using different voices, um, multiple different voices at different times mm. coming from his body. He started to quote passages from the Bible. He started to quote passages from um, Paradise Lost. Do you know Paradise Lost? What's that? Um, it's a famous... It's, a, it's basically a poem. It's like long prose. Um, it was written in, in 1667 by John Milton. Um, and it's like 10 books long. And I say it's a long poem. It's super long. 1667 is like one number away from the number of the beast. Oh, yeah. 1666. But the, the is that st- why he was angry? He missed his mark. The story of Paradise Lost is the story of Adam and Eve's temptation from Satan, um, their expulsion from the Garden of Eden. It's all that stuff. That's what Paradise Lost is about. Right. So he's quoting passages from that, something that, a normal Are they a be able to religious family? Uh, I'm, if, they, any... if they got a priest in, I'd say they were. I think most American... Um, so I think Americans are more... Not more spiritual, but they're more aware of spiritual goings-on. So right. I think the, your first protocol would be to call a priest. Mm-hmm. But I wonder whether... But then again, how many 11-year-olds are going to be able to quote stuff from the Bible? No, he was quoting passages. You might know, like... One or two. He was quoting passages of the Bible and Paradise Lost. Um, that's quite. That's quite something. Yeah. I'm surprised that if they made a movie out of this. Yeah, we'll talk about the movie later. Oh, but okay. kind of, they've kind of made a movie over this. Um, so basically, everyone who's living in the household the whole time. So you know, sister, parents, Arnie as well. They've got someone on shift watching over David all the time at this point. He started having seizures. At times, he's barely sleeping. He'll sleep like half an hour, wake up, screaming, that sort of thing. It's constant. So this is like pretty traumatic. Poor kid. I take everything back, I said. Now. (laughs) Now I know more about it. This is why I pushed it before I told you more. (laughs) So eventually, and some reports say this was the priest. Some say it was the family themselves. But they contacted the Warrens. They'd heard about the Warrens. They're from Connecticut. There was the Connecticut case. This was after the Amityville case as well. Right. Um, so they're sort of known and they got contacted and brought in. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. They're like, it's like getting the Ghostbusters in. Um, and they got there 12 days after the first case. So it's been going on for 12 days now okay. after the first night of him screaming, which I thought, oh, only 12 days, but that's nearly two weeks that's of this constantly. Time. That's a pretty long time, actually. Yeah, mm. that is a long time. Um, how long would you give it for phoning the Warrens test? <laughs> how long did they give it? 12 days. I don't know. I guess they don't live in England, do they? No. In America, though. No, I'd be fucking freaking, though, because, like, 12 days mm. of that. Yeah, to the point, and that's what I'm saying, after 12 days, it's getting to the point where they're constantly on shifts watching him. It's not that bad. Would they not call an asylum first? Not if they're a religious family. If they, I think, actually, I haven't written it down, but I think I read at one point that they considered seeing a psychiatrist. Yeah. And they were just like, they were trying to say to the psychiatrist, like, no, he's not crazy. Yeah. This is something supernatural. I guess it'd be scary because 
if you put him in the grips of those sorts of people, he could just get committed. And Yeah, I think that's what their problem was. I think, actually, it got to the point where the psychiatrist said something like he wanted to analyse the whole family. He was basically like, you're all crazy. Wow. Wow. Um, but I haven't got the quote from that because I actually didn't know if you were going to ask about the psychiatrist. <laughs> I had to like, shorten the story because it's quite a long story. Wow. Okay. Mental. So, yeah, Warren's come in 12 days after. Now, Ed talked to David when they got there, had a conversation with him, and... Um, Lorraine described uh, that first conversation. I've got a quote from her here. Uh, Lorraine said, While Ed interviewed the boy, I saw a black, misty form next to him, which told me we were dealing with something of a negative nature. Well, no shit. Um, Soon the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him and there were red marks on him. He said that he had the feeling of being hit. So uh, that's what Lorraine said was happening during Ed's first conversation with David. Yeah, um, <laughs> Dave, uh, Ed was busy talking to David, so <laughs> so they came to the conclusion of guess what? He was possessed. Wow! Do you see that one coming? Mm, just every case they do is about possession. Isn't it? <laughs> A lot of them, yeah. yeah. Most of them actually have been about possession. They'd be like rifling through their like paperwork, like oh, let's which one does this? Do you think they were like a demonic well, possession? Prognosis yeah. will be this time. Possession. It's like they looked at each other like just call it possession. We'll have an early lunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get off early. So um, he said that Ed described David as whenever he would go into this like possessed state. Um, so I'm going to try and like demonstrate this for you guys how he explains. So he said his his head would like sink to his chest, like neck against the his chin, sorry, against his chest. His head sunk down, and when he did that, they were like, "Oh, here we go. It's going to be another like episode." And then he said, when his face as he rose his head as they see his face, it would like be completely like changed expression, like an evil expression on his face. Yeah. And that's when they're going to start hearing uh, these other voices coming from him, this unnatural talk, this all the stuff that he wouldn't normally act like. Yeah. It's all stuff I've, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen yeah, it all. Yeah. It's really, it's so hard to explain. It sounds like bullshit. Well, all this really it's... reminded me of stuff that you had spoke about on the show before. We yeah. talked about uh, the Mozambique stuff, talked yeah, about the possession stuff. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, Boo's going to talk about Mozambique. <laughs> He's going to talk about the time we nearly drowned. Man from a pizza. <laughs> but yeah, this just continued. Like the Warrens are there a lot of the time now. Um, there's more goings on in the house. Toys are moving around. Plates are floating around. Uh, at one point, someone said they saw a rocking chair like being thrown through the sky, the sky, through the, sky. <laughs> through, through the room, through the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, all these this poltergeist sort of stuff going on in there. And Debbie, the sister, um, said that one night she woke up and she saw the beast. Really? In the night she saw so, it. Sorry, so Debbie's the mum? No, Debbie's the sister. Oh, she's the sister. The one that sorry. Arnie's engaged to. Oh, yeah. So one night she wakes up and sees the beast herself uh, standing there. And uh, her description is very similar to David's. She described it. It's a quote from her. Uh, I saw a face with jagged teeth and coal black eyes. It had horns and pointed ears. This would be so much worse if we were recording this in pitch black. Yeah, I know. When I was researching earlier, it was kind of this morning, and it was like not that bright yet, and I was like, oh, this is spooky. But yeah, uh, just for the listeners, this is like the brightest, sunniest, like, bird yeah. singing day we've had forever. There's no going home in the dark. No, no. No, yeah. no it's like, it's, it's light until like half 11. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Debbie's seen the beast herself as well. How are you guys feeling if you're living in this house at this point? Like I want to move. 
Like I do every single time we talk about warrants. I'm like, just move. <laughs> just move out the house. But it's attached to David, not the house this time. Just leave him. <laughs> Drop him off at the psychiatrist. <laughs> Lock away the key. I'd No, you I think I'd try moving him out of the house to a, to a hotel room at least. So you got then you got the bill if he trashes the hotel room. I, I struggle with this. True. This this is where I struggle because this is my approach to demonic possession. It's like I've said before. If when I see movies about demonic possession, I'm like, no, nah, it's not realistic because it's dealt with quite quickly. But they've tried to do it. But they've got a priest stuff. there. No, I know, and I'm not saying priests don't have like any. What would you say was powerful stuff? Because I'm about to tell you something they they said. Salt? What do you mean? No, when you said they're dealing with a powerful thing. If it was the devil himself? It's not the devil himself. He's like right-hand man. So after the analysis and trying to talk to these different entities and get something out of him, um, the Warrens plus a few other priests that were coming and going, um, it was thought that he was possessed simultaneously by 43 different demons. Yeah. Two of which were like upper echelon, like devil type ones. Mm. So that's yeah. a lot going on inside his body. Yeah, we've, yeah. I, I think when I was in Mozambique, it was typical for there to be, like, so that, that's where it's called like a lesion, where you right. can have like hundreds. People get can get possessed by just hundreds, which is, um, do you remember um, we were talking about the, the, the feast, the dinner, I can't remember what it was, There's where people take themselves off into a forest, into like a cave, and basically sell their soul to oh, the yeah. and let like demons eat parts of their we, soul. We talked about that on the possession episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, there are times where people do that, or similar stuff to that. And yeah, it can be hundreds of demons. But um, What would open a kid up like that, a de- demon possession? Um, it could be. Don't forget, he was a good kid. Multiple things. <laughs> he was a good kid. Kid, he went to school, got good grades. What would make someone very vulnerable to it? I think it it depends. For me, it's um, if it's it's very typical. It sounds really dull and and obvious, but if it's if it can be like through your family line. So once a demonic presence has got a hold on a like a family, um. Yeah, unless you've dealt with it properly, they, they it tends to be like a almost like a almost like a curse. Um, but for most people, it's um, if you sort of make yourself available to that kind of stuff, which is when we talked about Ouija and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean every single person that touches a Ouija board is going to be in trouble. Yeah, um, I came out all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> well did I? Well. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's quite it's quite it's quite typical of um sometimes it's addictions as well. He's an eleven year old boy. Alright, well carry on telling me the story I might I might know a bit more. Okay, well because of so much going on inside this kid's body, um some pr- some priests even expressed concern at performing an exorcism on someone with that much going on because it was almost it was such a huge scale it was almost like the church going to war. That's what some of them said. Like it's almost like you're going into battle yeah. with like the forces of of the devil. Yeah. If you're dealing with like that much at once. Wow. Mm. Yeah. They. Um, sorry, I know you're trying to get through. No, it. no, it's fine. I just because um, I've only got one case. I can't remember whereabouts it is in the New Testament, but there's 
they basically there's a there's a story in the in the New Testament where um some of this is after Jesus has died and been risen again. This is his disciples like chapter two cracking on. Right, okay. And uh there are people so they're the disciples of the disciples are mm-hmm. trying to cast demons out of this person. Does the Bible continue that long on? Yeah, so like after Jesus dies. Yeah. Isn't that just the end? No. Well, there's disciples of disciples going on. So it's like Luke's so New Jedi Ma- Order. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Right. And then Jesus dies, is risen again, and then ascends to heaven. Yeah, yeah. His disciples. So Acts is the Acts of the Apostles. And then that's. His name the, is Acts. That's the birth of the early church. So that's. that's Yeah, that's How the How does it end? What's the end of the Bible? Revelation. What's the end, though? What happens? Uh, it's a so it's uh, John who was a disciple. Yeah. Uh, Does it end with him going? I think I'm going to write a book about all this. <laughs> uh, no, not quite. Um, no, he he has a vision, um, and it's, it's yeah, it's quite a long thing for me to go into. So John has a vision. He's given yeah, God gives him a vision. Um, the about, end. About how the end of the world's going to be, oh. and the apocalypse, and, and Eschatology. the second coming of... Yeah, well remembered. I love that episode, I, I always remember that episode. Second really coming of what? Jesus. He comes at the end? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, and they, they, they're unsuccessful in getting this these demons out. Right. And then um, Peter, one of the apostles, walks along, and they say... Through this man who's possessed, they say to Peter, they're saying, "Well, we weren't going to go because it was this guy, but you, you, you know Jesus, you knew Jesus, so we're off." Right. And then they're able to expel. So yeah, some some demons are more like more, crafty bastards. Yeah, I was going to say more dastardly, <laughs> dick dastardly. Right. Okay. Sorry, crack on. So the Warrens plus four priests. That number changes depending on the version you're hearing. Um, but they start performing exorcisms on this boy. And in total, there are three exorcisms. Mm. Now, during one of the exorcisms, Arnie did something really silly. What do you think he did? Arnie did something silly. Yeah, Arnie did something silly. Arnie uh, was there and he did something silly. I don't know. Did he ask know. the devil to come into his body instead? Yeah. He challenged the devil. Oh, he challenged the demons. Because he totally man. believed everything that's going on. He totally believed David. He knew David. He got on really well with that kid. He, like, he really loved that kid. And he just didn't want to see the kid in that way anymore. Oh, did he um, say, I'll make a bargain, come in to me and not... And Well, he actually shouted, I'm not afraid of you, I'll fight you, during one of the exorcisms. Okay. Bit silly, isn't it? That's well, a bit silly. Okay. Uh, to which David responded in a demonic voice. Uh, well, no, David didn't respond in a demonic voice. David responded in his normal voice to him. They're all laughing at you. Really? Yeah. I bet it felt like a right mug. <laughs> he skulked out of the room. That not only... So the, the, I love that it's like the kid's in on it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the demons that said to him. He, he No, he's speaking David, on behalf like, of the demons, yeah. They're all laughing. He was just like, they're all laughing. They're magging you right off. <laughs> you look <laughs> right twat. It's like uh, in Labyrinth. That bit in Labyrinth where they're all... 
in that party and I was <laughs> they were laughing, that's it. I haven't seen Labyrinth since I was like 14 years old. I don't think I've ever seen Labyrinth. Do you remember that bit though? <laughs> Barely. Oh. Barely remember that film at all. Amazing. It's a waste Amazing of film. Recommendation. I of think the it's week great. Labyrinth. It's one of those films I want to watch again. David Bowie's in it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so where were we? Exorcism. Okay, so after these exorcisms, though, and all this stuff, um, David is examined by doctors after start his things start dying down, and um, by November, things are pretty much normal. He's fine. He's a normal kid. Um, doctors say he has slight learning difficulties, okay. but that's it. Okay, so he, well, so he's a bit vulnerable, maybe, but mm-hmm. but they can't see anything else. So after. Um, Arnie, mm-hmm. he's like, right, that's it. Yeah, so they, he's been challenged, the demons have been challenged to a fight, they laughed it off, and then after that, things just started to die down. Um, after the exorcisms, yeah, it started to die down. By November, it's all fine. He's seen by doctors examine him, and they're like, he's fine, he's a normal kid. There's nothing wrong with him. He's got slight learning difficulties. And he's not having dreams or anything anymore. No, no, it's, it's all good by November. So the exorcisms worked, so yeah. it's all yeah. good. Um, and Arnie and Debbie move out of the house. They get their own apartment. They rent this apartment off a man named Alan Bono. There we go. The man that dies. Spoiler alert. So I'm not going to play the next part of that Warren's interview. And Arnie Johnson, uh, who was a young man, who I would call probably uh, an all-American boy. He loved sports. He was into baseball. He had many awards for baseball. He loved fishing, and uh, he and Debbie, his fiancée, who was David's sister, would go off fishing, and they'd have a good time. But this kid, 18 years old at the time, would stay awake all night long and then go to work the next morning. But he made a fatal mistake. One night he said, and he, he screamed at these devils, mm-hmm. take me on, leave my little buddy alone. He well, challenged. got his wish. He challenged the... He challenged, he challenged the demonic. Now, by this time, Tony, into the case, the Catholic priests were already involved. Father Dennis had left for Ireland. Another young priest was assigned to the parish at that time, and another young man who had just recently been ordained mm-hmm. was also assigned there. They came to visit us, and... The two of them, finally, it grew to having six priests involved in it. Six priests. Three of them. Three of them. From the Vatican. Three of them ordained and schooled in Rome, these men. And they were very frightened of the things that Arnie would say. He was such a compassionate young man, such a low-key person. Never once did I see him show any type of violent behavior. He was a perfect gentleman, Mr. and Mrs. Warren, this, everything. Just a beautiful person. Tremendous respect for the priest. If you were going to have a son, he'd be the boy you'd want. Yeah, that's the kind of a boy he was, Tony. Mm -hmm. But he made that fatal mistake challenging, challenging the devils. And I know that one of the Catholic priests even met with him to talk with him because he was so concerned about his welfare. Mm -hmm. And because, like you say, he challenged it, Tony. And remember that when you challenge the demonic, it doesn't act 
at that particular given time, Tony. Mm -hmm. It waits until you are the most vulnerable, mm -hmm. and then it strikes. When Just you least suspect it. When you least now, suspect it. Now, what happened was actually... <laughs> I had to jump again there to talk over. God. <laughs> He's insufferable, isn't he? <laughs> insufferable shit. Let your wife... I hope she got some support after all this. <laughs> well, he's dead now, so well, she good. can talk what she wants. <laughs> um, what made me laugh in that is when he was like, um, the sort of kid you'd really want as a son. And he's yeah. been interviewed by his son-in-law. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I really wish I could have had him as a son. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, it's completely not needed. It didn't add anything to what she was saying. He just couldn't, couldn't wait to get in. Yeah. Get involved. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I said to you. But in their words, mm. you know, they're in, they're doing these exorcisms, and then Arnie can't take it no more. He comes in, challenges these demons. Mm. But then everything's fine. Arnie's fine. David's fine. Arnie and Debbie move out um, into the apartment rented by Alan Bono. After a while of moving in, guess what? Arnie began begins acting strange. Mm. Here we go. Um, and he claims to see a beast man, okay. uh, goes into trances, forgets what happens when he's in these trances, all this stuff. Pretty much what you're expecting. Classic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, these trances happen about five times. Uh, Debbie's sort of concerned, obviously. she's She knows what her brother went through. She's worried about him, but staying, <laughs> trying to look on the positive side of things. Yeah. Maybe it's fine. Um, one day he attends mass at the church. Right. And in the middle of it screams out, uh, son of a bitch, I want to get out of here. And mm -hmm. leaves the church. Yeah. <laughs> at one point, Debbie claims to have heard two voices come out of Arnie's mouth simultaneously. Um, wow, that's weird. Yeah. So that's going on. So February 16th, 1981 is the day where it all comes to a head that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Uh, what's what's going to happen this day, yeah? Bono gets murdered. Yeah, he's going to get murdered. This is like um, this is like Columbo. Like you know how it's going to end, but you're just hearing about how it got there. Yeah, yeah. yeah you already know who did the murder, but you're going to watch uh, Columbo. Okay. And one other thing. <laughs> yeah, just one more thing. Oh, sir. Just one more thing. Um, Arnie calls in sick for work that day. Right. No reason. Just doesn't want to go to work. Wants to hang out with his wife. Okay. Um, she works at a, a kennels. She's grooming dogs there. So he goes to work and they just hang out and they're having a nice day. Yeah. Um, grooming these dogs. And Alan Bono is also the manager of these kennels. Okay. So I imagine that he gave her the job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a right. tenant. Yeah. Um, and he's there as well. And they're sort of all hanging out together. And, um, I think her niece is there as well. Her niece comes over. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like Debbie, her niece, Arnie, and Alan Bono hanging out at the kennels. And then at one point, Alan says, let me take you all out for lunch. I'll have a lunch break and we'll all go out for a nice lunch somewhere. Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. So he takes them a place called the Mug and Munch. Oh, okay. <laughs> and okay, so well. Yeah. And they have some red wine. Um, Alan drinks a lot of red wine. Colour of blood. Oh, foreshadowing something. Catch up on the chips. I bet Dracula's well. there. Yeah. Tomatoes. Um, mayo. This is where it turns out. This is where the big twist happens. It turns out it wasn't. It wasn't red wine. It's blood. Alan's a vampire, and where he got stabbed because he was trying to stop him. Um, no, Alan Bono. Alan Bono drinks a lot of red wine. Uh, Debbie and Arnie drink a little red wine, 
and they go back to the kennels for the afternoon and it's uneventful. We're just carrying on the day. Um, then this starts becoming sort of a tension in the air. Uh, Alan and Arnie begin to argue and disagree about stuff. Um, I think Arnie's actually trying to fix one of his radios for him. Um, and the sound's too loud. Something, it's just little things and they're getting shirty at each other. Right. It's getting a lot of tension. And Debbie's nine year old niece is still there. So she tries to get her out. She can sense mm, it's not a great place for a kid right now. It's getting a bit tense. As they leave, Bono grabs the niece. Um, and said, and he wouldn't let him go. He's like, no, don't, where, where are you going? It's fine. No, don't leave, sort of thing. Right. Getting a bit funny. Um, at this point, Arnie completely snaps, grabs a knife, runs over, and stabs Bono in the heart. Wow. That is ape shit. And a few more times. He stabs him like three, four times, maybe more, and one of them actually pierces his heart. Wow. That's mental. This was the first ever um, murder. Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> the first This murder. is the first murder. No, in Brookfield. The first ever murder in Brookfield. Wow. So there hadn't been a murder in that in that town until this point. Wow. Little bonus fact for you wow, there. Wow, that's crazy. Little Bono's fact for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, obviously now there's a court case. There's a media yeah. frenzy. Wow. Yeah, cause, especially because there's not been a murder there yep. before. They would have picked it up. Um, he makes a plea of being possessed. He doesn't remember doing it. Devil made me do it. Uh, what do you think the judge said? Bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. What do you think the judge said? Yeah, he's not going to go for that. I can't go for that. I can't go for that, no. That's what he said. Yeah. No can do. No can do. <laughs> no outro music this week. <laughs> um, he did not accept it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, Sounds like bullshit to me. Arnie was sentenced to 10 to 20 years manslaughter. Okay. He served five. Really? Mm-hmm. Only manslaughter five. Manslaughter as well? Wow. What was he meaning I guess... to do? If you, hit, if you get someone in the heart... Mm-hmm. Or a knife. You're meaning to kill them. I guess they're saying it was a disagreement, an argument that got out of hand. I don't know how he got with manslaughter. I, so. I don't know. But that's what he got. So still not the first murder. Yeah. It's still the first manslaughter. <laughs> first yeah, manslaughter, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, officially there's no murder. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it would be accidental murder. But he only served five years. He came out and him and Debbie got married. Hmm. That's mental. And he's fine. And that's... That's the case. Maybe Debbie... Maybe... Hmm... I mean, that's surely the way I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, surely that was that was his defence. Right. A good lawyer would have sussed out that story and said, use that as your plea. Right. And you might get a lesser sentence. So you think it's the lawyer? But, and then maybe Debbie just saw he was just being kind and trying to protect the girl. Because we don't know anything about Bono. Maybe he likes little girls. Not actual Bono. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Did you actually think I'd gone no, off No, I, I was like, Bono, oh, right, yeah, no, I'm with you now. Sorry, I thought you meant to say um, Arnie, and I was like, Arnie, like <laughs> little girls. No, no, no. Right, no, oh, okay, yeah. I'm Do with you. Know you. I mean? Okay, he, you maybe he was getting funny and touchy with the niece, you think? Or maybe, like... But then know. if that was the case, use that as your defence. Like, he tried to touch a kid. I had to stop him. That's what happened. 
I you're more likely to get off of it. I'm just spitballing. If you if you go into court, I feel like you're more likely to get off of saying like I stabbed a, 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 a kitty fiddler. Yeah, a nonce. <laughs> I stabbed a nonce. Nonce. Um, Such a good word. Than I, I was possessed by a devil. Um, it depends if it's a small nonce. If it's a, <laughs> it's a small nonce. My manager used to be a prison warden. He was a prison warden for ten years. <laughs> so he used to be a nonce. No, and he talks about the nonce nonce. Area, whatever it's called, nonce ward. Okay. Yeah, they keep them separated because they get fucked up otherwise. Yeah, of course. Is that what they? Is that genuinely yeah. what they call? Yeah, nonce ward. Yeah, no, that's what they call it. It's a prison term. Yeah. It's prison a funny term. word. It's just a prison term. It's a well funny word. It's my dad yeah. called me a nonce last week. <laughs> what? <laughs> In respect to what? <laughs> like go to bed, you nonce. <laughs> go to, go to bed. <laughs> Oh yeah, I suppose you come round his house and like go to bed. Yeah, Daddy's here now. now. Daddy, go and make Denny in nonce. Hey, what is it? What is it? Get the then? What's it? Is it nonce? A pedo? Yeah, it's like prison's prison slang for a pedo. Is it? Well, my dad's not been to prison, so I guess he wouldn't know. That's what a nonce means. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's what it means. Yeah, he called me a nonce. <laughs> I think he called me a nonce. We're like, going to hear beef on the phone to his dad when we finish this. Dad, I want to talk to you outside. Yeah. When he called yeah, me a nonce. Yeah. When he called me a nonce. Well, I think yeah. it was nonce. So I think with the case, mm-hmm. I'm going with kid and demonic possession, yeah. Yeah. You're with that bit? Yeah. Um, like you believe it? You. I believe, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm saying that, so that sounds likely. There's a lot of weird elements to that part of the story, like the kid having knowledge that an 11 year old wouldn't have, and, and the multiple voices. Not like he put on like one scary voice, like the girl from hmm. the Enfield Haunting did. Well, there's it's so, like lots of different voices all the time. There's so many different witnesses witnessing I'm, it. I'm thinking there's something before the kid. There must be a reason that the kid is possessed. Well, they said he was like perfectly normal kid until that night. Don't just sort of like wander around jumping into they might vulnerable kid with learning disabilities, easy mind to control. Yeah, I don't know how it works with Arnie. It seems do a degree in demonology now. It seems like he had that history, and then it seems like something happened. He accidentally killed his landlord, and him and his future wife are scrambling around for a story. And they're like, what about that thing with your brother? Yeah, what about the thing with your brother? And then all the stuff that you said about her saying about Arnie, she's the only witness to that. Yeah, so you're saying like they back-led, filled the story. Like, yeah, he started acting weird when we moved out. Yeah, yeah, she's got a dog in the fight, so Mm. she's of course going to say that. Mm. If it was like loads of people saying it, that's fair enough. But like even the murder... it wasn't really a trance-like state, was it? It was like they had a disagreement. He killed someone. Yeah. It wasn't like... That's what surprised me. He got up out of nowhere and stabbed someone. When I looked That'd at the um, case properly today, the full detail... Yeah. Because um, I hadn't gone it like step-by-step step like I do yet until today. That's what I did the research on. But I was aware he killed someone. And I presumed he did it in a daze. Yeah, but when I read it and it I was like, it. oh, he was like at work and I ran up to him with a pocket knife. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a trance. No. 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 That seems like assault. Mm. Yeah, I feel like they cooked up the story. That's what I mean. The lawyer would have told them to think of, yeah, think of something. Well, I wrote down um, three things that made me sceptical of it. After the stabbing of Bono, was Arnie ever exercised? 
Yeah. Like, was the devil just gone then? That's what I mean. Like, he yeah. just went to prison. It wasn't like, was, was he possessed in prison? Like, there's yeah, no there, time yeah. the devil left. It, the devil's goal or the demon's goal wasn't to stab Bono. Yeah, exactly. It was to torment Arnie, really. Yeah. So I don't understand. He was never exercised. So what, what's the end of that yeah. demon story? Yeah. And then he only got five years anyway. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. For killing someone. If anything, he got a good deal from the devil. <laughs> well, if he was into killing people. Yeah, I just... With my spiritual hat on, it doesn't add up. It doesn't add up other than that when the kid was exercised, that was the end of it completely. I don't I don't necessarily believe that any of this stuff with Alan actually happened. Hmm. Not Alan. Arnie. Um, Arnie, sorry. Or Arnie and Alan. I don't think any of that happened. Well, it was... This is an interesting fact I read as well. It was Arnie's lawyer, Martin Manella who had the idea for the possession. I told you. That's why why when you said the lawyer earlier, I was like, oh, really? He was the one who said, let's say that let's let's use your claim that the devil you were possessed. We'll use that as our defense. Never been done in in the US at that point. But there had been two cases in the UK, which he'd heard about where people had made that claim. So he was like, oh, it's good enough for them. Did they get off? Uh, No, they never actually ended up going to a full court hearing. The ones in the UK, but they were the defences had they gone that far. Because in um, in law, lawyers always point towards cases that have happened yeah. to say, well, in this instance, this case, he was found innocent and you could say that this situation was similar. Yeah. Lawyers yeah. always do that. So. No, the, the two ones he'd heard about in the UK never went to a full court hearing. But they, if they had, that was the defence. Yeah, all the lawyers place. got to do is reference something else. Yeah. And um, so he, yeah, he was like, well, they they they, try, they were going to try this in the UK. Let's give it a go. Like you say, you had all this possession stuff going on. Mm. That's our defence. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe when the lawyer said that, they thought, okay, let's like I said, let's backfill this story backfill and the say story, there was a, yeah. say there was something building yeah. up to this. Do you believe in the the thing with David though? I've got no reason to not. I mean, you've got six priests. You've got the sister, the brother-in-law, the mum, the dad. All witnessing it. The Warrens witnessed it, right? Some yeah. Some people say that the Warrens possibly took advantage of David's mental illness to make yeah, it's it fine now. How would he just become mad and then just be not mad? I don't. You know, think... he's got learning. Dis- he's got learning disabilities. Yeah, but, yeah, so but kids everyone. can't. Yeah, but they he, they were saying that maybe they took advantage of his like learning disabilities. No, I don't think kids can. But surely, how can you... I don't know un- how you can take... How can you untake advantage of them after? Well, this is the thing I find weird about that argument. Um, this is regardless of whether I believe it or not. Hmm. How did the Warrens take advantage of his learning disabilities when this was happening before they even met him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. you can't... Kids are rubbish liars. They're rubbish at... Typically, kids are terrible at uh, maintaining and behaving... In certain ways, for a prolonged period of time. Yeah, so, keeping the story straight for that long. Yeah, exactly, and be able to remember stuff and be able to. So you can't, and I've. This is this is why I've talked to you about it so much because you can't explain. You know, seeing someone. Actually, off the floor, you know, mm-hmm. levitating off the floor. You can't. There is no explanation for it. Yeah, I saw David Blaine do it once. Yeah, but he's a moron. <laughs> I like David Blaine. I liked him before he was uh, just. I uh, just wished he'd stuck to his street magic. Yeah, I don't like this the the um, event stuff he did. Yeah, the, but when he started yeah. doing normal magic again after that, it was really good. Again. Yeah, it was cool, good. Yeah. 
the stuff on Netflix that he's done with like Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really, yeah. That's really and good. And he swallows all that water. Yeah, and the Smiths. So you go see the, the Smiths. Really yeah, really good. Stuff. That's great stuff. Just don't do the ice shit. Yeah. That was a publicity stunt, though, right? Yeah, and I don't the, know why he did that. The stuff, stuff above the Thames. You're like, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was the wrong country to do it as well. Didn't we just like chuck loads of like, Fish and shit chips and stuff like we can. He was like, we were throwing our food going, hungry are you? <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Right, Literally, we were doing that. It's like English humour, isn't it? It's yeah. just totally. Throwing like, a KFC not, No respect on. for anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on the roof. Especially in London. In London, you've got like, it's just a. Melting pot of ourselves. <laughs> so I'm going to give you um, it's a talking point, like just a, something to discuss. Mm. Um, okay, is the devil made me do it mm. a valid excuse? No. Well, depends if the devil did make you do it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If you were possessed and the devil made you do it, is it a valid excuse for killing someone? If I killed someone under trance, I would say. Obviously, I did it. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, you know, do whatever with me, but let's Surely pursue it's... it further. I'd I'd put my own innocence behind trying to solve it, you know? Mm-hmm. I, surely it's in the same camp as um, people who, like sleepwalkers that murder right. people. Yeah. I would put it in that same thing where, yes, it could be used as a defence. You'd have to have a witness or a lot of witnesses. But I think you get... This is why now... To say it was out of with, with those sort of cases, you would get like a behavioural psychologist to come in or someone who will pick up on linguistics and the way people use their hands when they speak and the way they look and where they're looking... And analyse all those things. And when he's talking about it, does he seem sincere? Does he look like he's, yeah, does he look like he's telling the truth? Does he look like he's got anything to hide? You know, where is his, where are his eyes looking when he's telling the story? All that stuff would come in. So I would initially put it in that same camp as sleepwalkers who genuinely, you know, might murder their partner or something or, I looked this up online about whether it's a valid excuse. And what people think in, is it in the law? Is it written? No, just in law? general, like ethically, okay. what people think. Like, would a lawyer use it? Yeah. And I found uh, a biblical example mm-hmm. that suggests that God Himself would be like, "Nah, not a valid excuse, mate." Oh, go on. The first instance of the devil made me do it was Eve in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, she said, "The snake." Made this me. is uh, Genesis three thirteen. The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Mm. And God did not let her off the hook for that. Not even any of that, mate. It's a test. Yeah. She failed. Do you reckon the devil's just a tester? He tested he Jesus. Succumb for 40 days. Did he? Yeah, when. I want to see that movie. When Jesus was baptized. Jesus versus the devil. Can we have that? Oh, like Batman. When Jesus was baptized. Batman, Batman v Superman. That's a classic. <laughs> that's Batman, Batman v Robin. That's a classic. In the that, is, um, that is a uh, really I fun storyline. Yeah, it's a really fun storyline in the comics. So. Yeah, I bet. Uh, no, yeah, after Jesus is baptized, he's. Um, yeah, he's tempted for 40 days with the what? devil. Uh, different things. So he is. Was any of them like hot? Oh, would you like Hot that woman, woman over there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like seduction. Is that one of the sins? Seduction. No, there's um, lust. lust. There's three different things. Like, there's the one is just going for look at her. 
yeah. riven him. No. So wait, what no. happened? What? So he's tempted, him, he's tempted in three different ways. Three different ways over 40 days. That's not enough. He could have tried harder. <laughs> That's fuck all. <laughs> can do that in an afternoon. We've done more episodes in that many days. Well, those are the three that are written about. Yeah, they, there may have been other ones, I don't know. There's one every week, isn't it? Um, five. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. But one is so whilst Jesus is fasting, it's to... <laughs> as he sold donuts over and stuff. <laughs> I thought you said have all the donuts fasting. in the world. <laughs> so you like donuts, eh? Uh-huh. Well, have all the donuts in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. Oh, yeah. No, yes, yeah, all yeah. of them are to do with um, Jesus. Like he's trying to tempt Jesus to show that he's powerful and that he's authoritative. Um, and he's a good cook. To basically be um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like cocky and rather than being humble and merciful, arrogant. To pull that arrogance out of him. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, trying to tempt him to um, be Jesus Christ superstar. Basically, was Jesus a humble man? Yeah. But if he became a superstar, would that have led him down a different path to the one he was on? Well, uh, well I guess so. Because he was like... Maybe he would have been crucified Selfless. No, because he had oh, no ego. Imagine if he succeeded and then Jesus teamed up with the devil. Super devil. <laughs> super Jesus. Well, no. Super Jesus would be the good one, wouldn't Jesus it? Jesus Christ, it's super like devil. Evil. What's the evil man called from the Paradox Universe? As if you guys know, this is like such a deep cut. Ultraman. It'd be like Ultra Jesus. <laughs> Ultra Jesus. Yeah. So how does he tempt him? Um, one is with... So he tries to get him to turn rock into bread. What's wrong with that? Oh, because he's fasting. It's Yeah, it's the show... Yeah, he's like, oh, geez, look at this rock. I made it be well tasty to... as bread. <laughs> He's trying to pull out um, weakness. Right. He's trying to... Wheatness for his bread. <laughs> Wheat sourdough. Wheatabix. Oh, some of this sourdough. It's well nice. <laughs> I made some hot cross buns, Jesus. <laughs> Wait. in the future. Did hot cross buns, like, supersede Easter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, the Romans looked at him like, i got an idea. Yeah. Yeah, we can market this, <laughs> These baby. are delicious. They're giving me a really good idea for that Jesus fellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't mean to laugh yeah. at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ <laughs> oh, he forgives you thanks <laughs> he was a priest <laughs> <laughs> he forgives you my son um, come on sorry so anyway yeah um, but that's the case mm. there's been it has been adapted a few times you asked if they made a film out of it yeah in 1983 there was a TV movie Shit. Called the Demon Murder Case. Sounds like the Demon Murder Case. Yeah, like what happened is they took that into a boardroom re- meeting <laughs> underneath just like a pseudonym name. Yeah, one that they would send out to cinemas and stuff yeah. like that, and then it stuck. <laughs> They're like, I'm gonna, I like this name. I'm going to call this episode the Demon Murder Case. <laughs> I was going to call it the Devil Made Me Do It in Demon. quotes, but I'm going to call it the Demon Murder Case. What do you prefer? Vote now. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, I'm going to call it the Demon Murder Case. Okay. Um, so there was that. Do you want to see a clip from it? Yeah, that's mm. it. Okay. Nice, is it, is 1980s it, horror. Is it horrible? Mm, no, it's like a 1980s horror TV movie. Everlasting fire for you and your age. He who is to come to judge the living and the dead and the world by fire. Amen. So this is a priest uh, trying to 
uh, exercise, David. Yeah. And uh, this is like a little bit of a rip-off of The Exorcist, to be honest, to certain parts. You're the father, the son of the Holy Ghost. I command you, unclean spirit, whoever you are, with all your minions, now attacking the servant of God, did you tell me my son sang your name? Your name? My name is Legion. Legion. That's the particular name. I am. I am. I am big. I thought that. I thought Nick Humongous sounds like a Harry Potter name. Is it from the Bible, Nick Humongous? No, the, no. <laughs> no the Bible is. Um, that's so. You know the herd of pigs. The, yeah. The, yeah. That's Legion. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. We're well, legion. Legion is like what the demons That'd say, like anyways. Hundreds of names. Yeah, they yeah, won't yeah. give a name. Just... But it's a lot of that. A lot of this. Him talking like. Tell me who you are. That scene goes on for so long. Of him just like keep saying, "Tell me who you are," and him just saying names and laughing at him. Uh-huh. Um, also, later in the film, beef. You might appreciate this. So this is uh, someone else who props up in this film. Do you know that? Are you sure that he's dead? Is it Kevin Bacon? I'm sure. Is it? So Kevin Bacon is uh, is Arnie. No Right. This is when the police arrest him at the end of the film. Uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon plays Arnie in it. Amazing. Yeah, I do appreciate that. Um, and there was also sorry that was the film, the Demon Murder Case, starring Kevin Bacon <laughs> as Arnie. Uh, there was also a book. Uh, the book was called The Devil in Connecticut, written by Michael Gerard Gerald Brittle. Right. Um, he was sued by the family. Was he? Why? But I think he was sued. I think the book came out and amongst all the hubbub and whatever, and then it went out of print or whatever. And then when it was republished in the 2000s, I think it was like 2006, somewhere like that, runtime, he was then sued by the family oh, um, okay. because it was causing them emotional distress. I have all this brought up again. Like They're really happy about him republishing it. Stuff like so that. he didn't really get their permission to... No, he can't have. Um, and that was by David's family. Okay. They they weren't happy about it. Yeah, which to get, again that. adds more credence to the fact that they were sort of victims. I don't think they mm. were trying to do anything no. dodgy. Nothing to gain from it. No. Uh, but they're the adaptations, and that's the case. Sweet. It's quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. It's very different to all the other ones, isn't it? Yeah. And and the end is very very different. Yes. In that he just killed someone, and, that- and his lawyer was like. Use that. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about it. The 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 new trying to use it in a court case. Mm. Um, yeah, amazing. The other thing I wanted to talk about because I know I always t- talk a little bit about. Um, oh, beef! If you just come here one second, this is the front cover for the VHS of the Demon Murder Case. Oh god! Right. It looks mental. It's so like um, goosebumps. Eight. Yeah, it looks like a goosebumps cover. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Is because um, we were talking about the Warrens a little bit, don't we? Yes, yeah. As people, yep. So I, was, I had a look to see what's going on with them because I looked at my notes the last time we talked about them, and it said about the occult museum being closed for a while, and we right. didn't know what was going on with it. Oh yeah. So I went on their website to see if it had been updated, and it has. So I wondered how you guys would feel about attending this. Right. The um, the New England Society for Psychic Research, which is the um, you know the NESPA, the group that the Warrens are the heads of, uh, present 
An Evening with Annabelle, October 26th, 2018. Would you like to go? What? Um, you have to sign a release form. Where is this? At the Warrens Museum. Mon- Monroe, Connecticut. Oh my thanks. There's a lecture, case files, and banquet dinner with your host, Tony Sferra. I'm right there. I'm busy that day. October 26th. What your host it? was going to be the doll. Yeah, with your host. And you have to sign. So the full, this is the form I've got here. Yeah. I, I'm filling your name, hereby agree to the following release from liability while attending an event entitled An Evening with Annabelle. The event to be held on October 26, 2018 will include a buffet dinner, several videos detailing the story of Annabelle the Cursed Doll, and a video tour of the Warrens Occult Museum. The event will also feature the real Annabelle doll and several occult items, although the doll will be housed in a protective cabinet made from wood and plexiglass, I hereby absolve. The New England Society for Psychic Research, the restaurant facility and owners, staff, Tony Spira and Lorraine Warren from any liability or traumatic influence associated with viewing the items or being in the presence of Annabelle or occult items. Um, I agree that I'm attending this event with clear understanding that I do so at my own risk. And then uh, you have to sign a date in. Would you do it? Mm. Tickets are still available. Maybe not, probably um, How much do you think that costs? Oh, per ticket. 700 quid? No, it's not that much. $25? It's $169. Three course <laughs> meal and an evening with Annabelle. That's about right for you to reel in some punters. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds awful, though. Um, but yeah, $169. Um, any listeners, if you attend, if you're a maniac and you attend that evening, <laughs> please let us know how it went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find the information on warrens.net. Good luck to you. Um, that's what the Warrens are up to at the moment. Well, Would you do it, Bob? Um, for the show, I wouldn't do it for myself, just for fun. Like, if I was sent out to, like, in, you know... Bob Shaw investigates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a if we got all the flights there, yeah, of course. Yeah. I wouldn't pay to go there, though. Um, if we were doing some sort of travel show and they wanted us to go there, sure. <laughs> oh, um, maybe one day. Yeah, we can dream. So, final thoughts, guys. That's the case. Uh, that's the Halloween of Annabelle. I think it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I think the only part I thought was bunk was the fact that it, the the murder didn't seem in any way a trance like state. The actual case itself, the thing that makes the case famous, the devil made me do it stuff. Yeah, sounds like the bullshit. Yeah, the yeah. stuff that comes before actually it's, feels like the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. There's more witnesses. There's more. But I feel like uproar about it. I feel like without that aftermath, the murder and everything, that initial case wouldn't be as well remembered. Yeah, because it's just like a run of the mill possession. However, it's a bad one. It's a bad one with like a loads of demons, but. However, what would they have to gain, though? Like, from that little boy getting possessed, and then he gets exercised, and then life just goes back to normal, what do they gain? Well, the Warrens. No, no, their family. family. Oh, nothing, I don't think, because it yeah. doesn't even seem like they're on board for the book. When you think of the Amityville people, and we thought maybe they were shyest as the second family. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, selling the rights to films, to books. Yeah. But this family sued the guy who wrote the book. That's what I mean, so... Um, it feels and I like feel that's like... more real. I feel like the, like I said, the, the, the murder case bit is the more famous part of this story and it draws attention to the initial, but it makes me wonder how many of these run of the mill demonic possessions that we don't know about that the Warrens did because they said, and then if you remember right back on the first episode, you probably don't, they've been involved in like something like 10,000 cases in their career. 
Yeah. So they've probably done loads like this. Mm. However, let's play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Got away with it. Yeah. And none of us believe it. So Devil's giggling to himself. He's having a right, making us look like right morons. Yeah. Right nonces. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> He's not going to <laughs> No, I won't cut that. But yeah, no, it's really good. It's so different to all the other cases. Yeah, I feel like um, we're coming to the end of like the famous Warren cases now. Okay. I feel like that's the last sort of really famous one. Yeah. Um, I think when I do another, I might do one more Warren's case in the future, no time soon, but just like a wrap up and maybe look at some of the smaller ones that don't get so much. I'll try and dig into some of the lesser known cases and mm. put out some that I think are slightly interesting. Mm. Um, and there's another book they wrote about something in particular that I'm going to look into and see if there's any meat to that because that's also very different to the other stuff we've looked at. But uh, yeah, we've I would say this is the end of their like major well-known cases now. This is the last one we hadn't done yet. Amazing. Cool. Amazing. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, hopefully the listeners enjoyed uh, Return to the Warrens. It's not a super long episode, but I hope you don't mind. Uh, we're pretty tired tonight. We've had a long day. And it's extremely hot, so hopefully we've been like high enough energy for you. But you don't need much energy for a Warrens; it's just a spooky story. Yeah, no, yeah. plenty of energy on the crystals episode. So yeah, exactly. Um, you're still riding on that high. So plans going forward for Weird Tales. Yeah, what are our plans going forward for Weird Tales? Got loads of episode ideas. Yeah, I got given a load of really cool episode ideas this week. Yeah, as well. good. Can you give me some? Because I yeah. feel like I've got a. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a dry slope. Um, Tis got suggested a really cool one the other day as a follow-up to one yeah, of your previous looks, episodes. You oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I would look forward to you doing that at some point. Definitely. Um, but that's a, a Tissy episode because it is a kind of follow-up to one you've done before. Sweet. And yeah, me and Beef still have. Uh, we said a little while ago we've got a couple of episodes planned. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to try and get round to them in the next sort of month. Get around to doing some of them. Um, so look out for some of those. Tiss is going to be replaced by various people for a few episodes. <laughs> and we're going to try and work out a way we can do some uh, high quality remote recording with Tiss. So if anyone has any good advice on that, send us emails because I know yeah, some of you listeners podcast yourself. We don't want it to sound like Tiss is on a Skype call with us the whole way through because that can get kind of irritating on a podcast. Um, must be a way. So if you know a way, let us know. Yeah. One, one that isn't going to cost us an arm and a leg. Unless you want to pay for it. Yeah. Unless you want to... Oh, talking of paying. So what I'm, I haven't talked to you guys yet, but I think you're going to agree with me. Um, the Patreon's still up. The Patreon. And we're not putting anything on it. I just left it up if people want it so they can have access to all the stuff we put on there over the years. But people aren't cancelling their memberships. And actually, people are still adding memberships. Like, we had new patrons in the last month. Wow. I'll cut this, but... Wow. Yeah, just because it's like, oh, yeah, like you guys have got me through so much entertainment. I'm just like, stop it. So uh, wow, what I'm okay. going to do is I might actually close our Patreon page this month before the end. So you've got like a week. Where by the time this goes up this week, it's the end of the month. Um, and I'm going to cancel it before the next Patreon payment. So it's going to be cancelled within the next week. So if there's stuff you want, everything I've ever uploaded to Patreon, I've made it downloadable. You can download the file. If there's anything you want... Go on there and download it because it's not going to be available on our Patreon anymore uh, by the end of this month. Fair? Yeah. Because I don't want to take people's money. And if you do just want to give us money, like you can donate via the website if that's if you're if you want to like support the show in any way. I just feel bad while we haven't been getting episodes out consistently, like taking people's money. And that seems fair. So yeah, if yeah. you do want to donate or do anything nice, you which people do, you can do on the website. 
just hit the donate button and all that money generally goes back well it does it goes back into the show mm. uh, it buys our pays for our equipment it went towards our tattoos we got for episode 100 um it only goes to stuff for the show so if you do donate it's not that it goes into the show and you can on the website but i am going to close that patreon yeah that's cool. fair um and then maybe in the future if we get sometime in our lives where we can do it as consistently we just do like every single week and stuff like that and i've got time to put rubs and that maybe there'll be a patreon in the future but i can't see it anytime soon yeah, yeah. realistically so that's that listener of the week um it's not anthony anderson obviously always never. um always never i'm gonna give it to um adam guy called adam oh. adam tissington oh no, 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 you wish, mate. No, I don't uh, listen to this show. A guy, <laughs> a guy who on Twitter is uh, his name is Swarbs. Swarbs. Swarbs on Twitter. Adam Swarbs. Um, relatively new listener, like yeah. th- as of this year. Mm. But when he found the show, he said he smashed through the whole back catalogue in two months. That's mental. And that was always on a break. And then he was wow. like, "Come on, give me some new episodes." So like, I want that dedication over like over a hundred episodes in two months. Yeah, your listener of the week this week, Swabs. Listener of the week. Well done, thank you. And he also that. sent me that tweet whilst driving through Austria, which is always a way into my heart, as everyone knows. It's like oh. my favourite country. So, um, Swabs, listener of the week. Thank you very much. Yeah, really He's appreciate you me a few times actually. So yeah, big yeah. up Swabs. Uh, big up, big up to Swabs. I never get a chance to reply to tweets because I just, I just don't ever go on Twitter that much. Apart from when you want to slag something off, I've you can always contact me on Twitter. I always slag stuff that you've said off because it's like <laughs> part of the podcast, isn't it? People expect me to contest something, <laughs> and when it's not an episode every week, it's got to be Twitter, isn't it? You and your dad arguing out the window is the over the after the outro music this week. That is brilliant. Um, okay, so that's the end of the episode. So yeah. <laughs> see ya. No. Um, also, you can contact us unexplainableuk at mail You can always email us there. You can always find uh, us on Twitter. You can talk to us there, and you can find our Twitter handles on the website weirdtales and the unexplainable.com where there will be um, a page up for this episode. There's always a page for every episode. Go on our website. It's really good. There's lots of stuff on there. And what else on the website? You can buy merchandise from us. If you click the merch button on the right side of the website, you can go and buy cool t-shirts. Go get some. Going to get a new design going up there soon. Yeah? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Uh, that one. Oh, but we are going to have a cool design up there soon. Amazing. Um, and I think that's it. That's all the contact stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We're on Facebook. Find us. All the links to all the stuff is on the website. Go on the website, weirdtalesandtheunexplainable.com. Cool. Thank you. Uh, thanks, everyone. So, uh, we done? Yeah. Anything yeah. you guys want to say? No, we're good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> so until next time, <laughs> Warren, you're glad you listened. <laughs> See ya.
down my <laughs> laughing tongue. at <laughs> my dad watering the fucking plants outside the window. And <laughs> give me some curry. Check that hasn't gone off. Just oh no, you're fine. The USB no, you're alright. Oh god. That I'm so glad this is going to get caught on camera. I can hear it. What about it? Move your arse out of the way. We're trying to record. We're trying to record. Oh, fucking hell. Well, well, good thing this isn't a live broadcast. <laughs> oh, man, that's, I'm putting that after the credits. After the outro music this week. That's amazing. Tiss telling his dad off. Yeah, you have to wait till the... I didn't realise till earlier today. Hmm. That if you water plants and the sun is like... Beating yeah, burns shit them. on it. Burns them, yeah. I didn't know that. I know that because we have to water the hops. I found out the hard way. Because one of my plants died. Oh, <laughs> burnt to, to, to a cinder. Did you water it right at the start of the day and it just <laughs> blew up through the whole thing? Did you water it with a lighter? <laughs> Here you go. Butane. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I did not. Pouring paraffin all over it. Here you go, boy. Here <laughs> you go, boy. Drink it up. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.